Hey, it's Mickey. I've taken over again, like last time. You know, I've always dreamed of taking the podcast over and doing everything my way, but that wasn't actually ever the plan. We still intend on getting back to our usual roundtable panel discussions, but until then, I've got some audio clips to DJ and some news stories to get out there before they get too old. But we really can't start a new episode without acknowledging the loss of one of our team. Those of you who visit the show notes blog at wastingaway.net are already aware of this. But our friend and fellow podcaster Greg Galdez passed away Sunday, July 26. It was uh, very strange posting that information on the blog. We've made fun of Greg so often that I wondered if people would think we were pulling some kind of internet prank with the announcement. But uh, it would have felt weirder still to post the information and then add, by the way, P.S., we're serious. But we are serious. Greg has passed away suddenly and unexpectedly, and only a day after we saw him at the graduation of Shmo's oldest son, Jacob, who's also been on the podcast. In case you don't recognize the name, Greg is perhaps best known for his frequent and inimitable giggle his way of opening the episodes up with beer-induced hiccuping, and more recently his scandalous and unfathomable one-star review of Brahma Fear. He was only 46, having celebrated his birthday three weeks earlier. I've known him since high school. Some of the other guys have known him since elementary school. So this has been quite a shock to his family and friends. And the emails and comments we've received from you have meant a lot to all of us. So thank you for that. Now, to get back to the subject at hand, here are some of the Buffett news stories we've been meaning to talk about. First off, following the headlines that legendary newsman Walter Cronkite had died just shy of the 40th anniversary of the moon launch he had covered for CBS News, came the story that earlier Buffett had flown his seaplane in to visit with the ailing Cronkite and to sing him some songs. Another example of how cool Buffett is, and how cool it must be to have a seaplane. As a postscript, word is just coming in that Buffett will be performing at a memorial for Walter Cronkite at Lincoln Center in New York on September 9. By the way, it's hard to believe it's been 40 years since the moon landing, and harder still to believe that in all that time there are no moon colonies, and we only barely have a space station. Anyway, next story in the timeline is that Coastal Marina is suing Trump Entertainment for reneging on the deal to open a Margaritaville casino in Atlantic City. I'm still not sure why this is a news story for our podcast, but a couple of the panel members are interested, so that's the latest development with that. Jimmy made a surprise appearance at Stephen Talkhouse on Wednesday, July 29. But since this is the third in three years that I can recall, we might as well just say he made an appearance at Stephen Talkhouse. He played a short solo set to an appreciative audience. On Friday, July 31, Jimmy returned to Late Night TV, appearing on Late Night with Jimmy Fallon on NBC. During the interview portion, Jimmy repeated how his upcoming new album will be called Buffet Hotel, or Buffet Hotel as he calls it, or Buffy Hotel as it would be said in the UK. He went further this time by saying it would be out in November. Yeah, it started, uh, we did a, a trip to Africa about three years ago, went to this incredible uh, 
music festival in Timbuktu. And I went with some friends, and along it, it kind of got started there. It's called Buffet Hotel. That's the name of the hotel slash railroad station slash whorehouse in Bamako. <laughs> And, uh, and the CIA was in attendance, and uh, everybody was <laughs> oh there. Uh, that is right. So it started there, and three years later, it kind of got me writing, and uh, it's ready. So it'll come out in November. Do you have a name or not yet? Buffet Hotel. That's it. Because most people misspell my name, and uh, this Jimmy is actually Buffet. called Buffet Hotel. And uh, it, it was just a sign at the train station in Bamako, and uh, I liked it. That's going to be right. Well, dude, yeah. I appreciate you coming on the show. Thank You're going to you, rock it out soon. Yeah, we're going to rock Jimmy out. Jimmy Buffett, everybody. Yeah. We get I would have bet good money Jimmy would have performed Summer School, but instead, the cutting-edge song choice to attract a bold new young audience was... Margaritaville, performed with Mac McAnally, Nadir Shakur, and the show's house band, The Roots. The performance was slightly unique, after all, by nature of a rare and unexpected sousaphone solo. Tuesday, August 4, Mac McAnally's CD, Down by the River, came out. I haven't plunked my money down for it yet, but I like all the samples of it that I've heard on iTunes. Maybe we can do an album review of it sometime soon. Last Friday, the Miami Dolphins unveiled a new song to be played alongside Jimmy's revamped Finns song. The Dolphins approached T-Pain, or as some people wrote, they approached T-Pain's auto-tune to perform a new version of the old Miami Dolphins fight song. The, uh, the only thing I know about T-Pain was that he was once Spock's fiancé in the original Star Trek series. The big story for August, though, was the resumption of the summer school tour. The fourth leg of the tour got underway on August 6th in Cincinnati. The set list is fairly predictable by now, but there were a few changes and some evidence of a little fine-tuning. The new Cash for Clunkers incentives were on Jimmy's mind, and the Reavers added another cover version to the repertoire. Hello, Parrotheads from Cincinnati, Ohio. The or- original Parrotheads. Original. I'm here with Mr. Mac McAnally, and we're going to talk about his new album, Down by the River. Down by the River. <laughs> hey, the, somebody's crashing our interview, Mike. <laughs> so we got an attention hog in the room. Well, uh, we got. Sonny Dad wasn't asked to be on it, and so we're not putting that record out. <laughs> this is Jimmy from Florida. Jimmy from Florida, Jimmy from gentlemen. Florida. Hello, gang. Yeah. We're back in Cincinnati. Somehow he got a guest pass, and he got backstage. And uh, oh, oh, it's the wrong pass. <laughs> Charleston, They're taking me away. Oh, Charleston. No. <laughs> well, Mac, I tell you, I know you're going to. You're gonna that totally ends there? the promoting a mile. I'm right. done now. I'm out, I'm out of business. Are, are you going to do any more road work for this new album? I, I got a little bit of road work left to do. I have a new album coming out. Put your album. Yeah, we do. Oh, yeah. What the hell with you people? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy from Florida, ladies and gentlemen. I got to tell you that, what is it, uh, 22 years, 42 shows, and 790,000 people later, 
we're still the clunkers you can't turn in. Well, this is uh, this is our first day back to work after a little summer break ourselves. But while I was out running around on horses in Montana and chasing Lance Armstrong around France, Mac McAnally was working like a dog trying to make people happy. I don't know if you've been to Mac's website, but Mac is, is on about 62 tours this summer. You know that? Yeah. She said, I can't go back to America soon. It's so goddamn cold, it's gonna snow until June. Hey, they're freezing up in Columbus at Buckeye Lake, too. And we're here, River Grand, with music and brew. And a whole American Idol never ever does one of my songs. Adios, Paula. Mr. Utley looks very happy this evening over there. I am very happy. You're very happy. When Mr. Utley's happy, we're all happy Jimmy, Jimmy. It's time to kick the tires and light the fire, son. What time is it? I think, I think it's still five, yeah. What is tomorrow in Spanish? They've still got an A. That's retention. That is retention on a night like this. All right. But now we get cash for all our clunkers. Let's turn them all into roach clips. Lay in the sun, broil and have fun. I think it's time for a skinny dip. I'll ask you, what was the last gig we played before Cincinnati? Does that count overseas? Overseas, that's close, Mr. Lond London, England. London, England we were in. Yes, jolly old London. There are parrot heads in London, let me tell you. And Peter Mayer's been doing this great little album that he's going to put out pretty soon, and uh, we got in... Let's face it, we're Beatle people. We have, we're genetically attached at the hip. And uh, so we came back inspired once again. So uh, we're gonna do a little treat for you right now. And in case Paul doesn't do this in his show, we'll do our version. Somewhere in the Black Mountain Hills in North Dakota, there lived a young boy named Rocky Raccoon. One day Rocky's boy went up with another guy Hit young Rocky in the eye Rocky didn't like that, said I'm gonna get that boy So one day he went downtown Booked himself a room at the local saloon Rocky Raccoon Checked into his room Only to find his Bible Chalice, fill it up with good red wine, and I'll be chewing 
on a honeysuckle Maybe a little fatty, too. I know we've complained about Jimmy doing too many covers, but when it comes to Beatles songs, I'm willing to give him special dispensation. Speaking for myself, and perhaps not for the group, he can do as many Beatles songs as he wants. The next stop was in Chicago on Saturday, August 8th. The pre-show interview rambled with Jimmy forced to interview himself, but he did mention our upcoming Pine Knob show, and he got to interview a special surprise guest. Hello, Radio Margaritaville. It is Jimmy from uh, Toyota Park and just outside of downtown Chicago. Saturday night in the Midwest. Lollapalooza is going on in downtown Chicago, but Parrothead Palooza is happening right here. We got Elo here tonight. Uh, Jake Shimabuka is back with us for this show and the next one. And uh, a special guest coming on later today i'm not gonna i'm not gonna give that one up and uh and we're all getting excited here so we're just waiting for this place to fill up and we're gonna go and then we're back here next saturday in the meantime we got a little traveling to do to indiana and to uh into the old pine knob and just outside of detroit so uh, it's a great week in the midwest and we're glad to be here so uh let me think. I don't. Nobody's here. Uh, there's no guests here tonight, Rodney. <clears throat> Who do we want to talk to? Let's see. Snake? No. Uh, let's see. Uh, wait. Here comes Bill Clinton. He's just back from North Korea. Bill Clinton is here. Come on over here, President Clinton. Come in, President Clinton. Well, hi, Jimmy. How you doing? So good to be here. In where are we at? Chicago. Man, it was a long flight from North Korea, and that. That Kim Jong-il, you know, he likes your stuff, too. We were talking about you over there. Oh, really, Mr. President? Yeah, Jimmy, it was. So, uh, you know, my wife's from around here. Oh, you mean the Secretary of State? Yeah. Uh, what's her name again? Oh, Hillary, right. Well, thanks for coming by, Mr. President. Good to see you, Jimmy. There he goes. That was it. Bill Clinton just stopped by. Uh, any, see anybody else out there, Rodney? Bill Clinton was there. Uh, hmm. No, nope. I don't see anybody else, but that was good enough. So, uh, time to go to work. And uh, thanks again for everybody for listening. I'm sorry we don't have any more star studded passerbys here this evening, but uh, I got to go to work now. And uh, we'll see you in Indianapolis. Bye. Don't try to describe a Kings of Leon concert if you've never seen. Here's a little navigation course in summer school right now, trying to just simply know the difference between latitude and attitude and longitude and longitude. Wait, changes in longitude, changes in longitude. Why didn't I think of that? Got a, a lot to drink, a lot to think, a lot to think about. There's only one other thing I can think we would do. Why don't we get drunk and screwed? I just bought a water bed fill up for me and you. They say you are a snuff queen. Honey, I don't think that's true. Hey, why don't we get drunk? 
Depression, depression, aggression, good God. CNN keeps bombing me out. I think we all get screwed tonight. We got a lot to drink, a lot to think, a lot to screw about. I will be shameless too because I have the honor of Mailboat Records is putting Joe's solo album out called Have Guitar, Will Travel. Coming out on Mailboat. So, Margaritaville with Joe. Let's go. Give me some of it's magic, some of it tragic, but I had a good life all the way. I did. I have, I will. And he went to Paris looking for answers to questions that bothered him. I hope we answered some questions, and I hope you had a great time. Good night. Drive carefully. Have a great summer. We love you. I got a kick out of hearing Detroit mentioned again during Yellow Submarine. Usually Jimmy charts a course to the ocean, but this time Jimmy listed off the next stops in the tour, which gave us another shout-out. I have to admit, this show gave me cause for concern. Not only did they bring back Why Don't We Get Drunk and Screw, but they performed both Pencil Thin Mustache and Grapefruit Juicy Fruit, not forgetting he went to Paris as the closer, which means instead of the shows getting more adventurous as the tour goes on, they're actually becoming safer with 13 of the 14 songs you know by heart tracks being played. All Jimmy needed to do was add boat drinks for this to be a greatest hits concert. During the Indianapolis show on Tuesday, August 11, Jake and Robert G. performed the Star Spangled Banner again. Elo sang a new song instead of the too repetitive Home Again. And there was that weird bleed-through at the end of Southern Cross again. Right, let's do it, because they missed it. Ready? Right, here, here we go. Hello, hello, I. Oh, 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 we got to go now. All right, Jimmy, sing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, you wouldn't hear that on any other. Okay. Whoa. Enough, enough, you people. We're live from Noblesville, Indiana. Deer Creek. We're in fabulous uh, Noblesville. 
And uh, it's grown up around here. It used to be like Mayberry here. There was you know, cow shit out there when we used to come to work. What happened, Mike? I don't know. You know, they have a mall. There's a mall in Noblesville. Right Jake, have you ever been to the Noblesville, Indiana Mall? Do you know where you are tonight? Jake. Uh, not not quite sure. I gotta check. I gotta check check with my. This is Indiana. You're in Indiana tonight. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, good work, Jake. All right, that's good, Jake. Okay, that's Jake Shimabukra. Where are you gonna where be tomorrow? tomorrow? I'll be in New York City. And where are you playing? Playing at Lincoln Center on the 13th. No, I heard they canceled. Oh, okay. You didn't hear. Okay, oh, okay. okay. Sorry about that. No, Jake's at Lincoln Center tomorrow night. I am impressed. I mean, I mean big. T- wow, oh. man. We're going to be stuck in Chicago with a day off. Oh, All right. boy. Go to work. Go to work, Jake. Jake's Jake. going to work. All right. If you haven't heard this, tune in. We'll see you in Detroit. It's the Mike and Jim Show. Adios. Adios. Some of you are going to lose your beach balls tonight. I know this is going to happen. There's, there, we've started... The beach ball recovery center will be outside here later if you need to be reunited with the beach ball. So. And how about a great hand for Jake Schimmerbucher and Robert Greenwich on that wonderful open. <laughs> Jake leaves us today to go off on his own career, you selfish son of a bitch, you guys. <laughs> but we'll see Jake again. Anybody going to Paris in September? Iraq, Iran, Afghanistan, we got a lot to drink about. Play Are you done? Sal <laughs> made off. Made off with all that money? I guess by now everybody who uh who knows that we got we got great talent in this band and I love to showcase it and show people off and Mac McAnally who just ran off over there, he's got a new album out, we'll shamelessly plug and uh, go out and get it. And yeah, his kids are out of college, but he still has uh, alimony payments and so he he needs it. You can identify with that, some of you I'm sure. And, and Pete Mayer's working on one after we got done in London, we've been infected by the beetle bug here, I think, huh, Petey? And uh, Pete's doing a, an album full of Beatles songs, and it is cool. And so it was so cool that being shameless, I went, I want to be on that record. And it was already done, and I went, no, it's not. Jimmy had continued singing the Gypsies poem all these nights, but his singing tonight was a bit more spirited than the last two shows. Okay. Ooh. I know that some of you, uh, this might not be your favorite subject, but we got to do a little bit of English class here in summer school tonight. Actually, we'll make it easy on you. Poetry. With background music by Professor Michael Utley there. This is not a fucking Yanni concert. Ah! Passion! 
poetry. In days of old, when knights were bold and journeyed from their castle, trusted men were left behind. Knights needed not those They helped themselves to pig and peach and drank from king's old chalice. It was a stirring sight You gypsies in the hallway <laughs> And some things never change So far, so good. Yes, it's quite insane. I think it hurts my brain, but it cleans me out. Then I can go on. It cleans me out. Then I can go on. Hang on till we see you next year. We ain't going anywhere. Thank you, Indiana. God bless. Thank you all. Have a great summer. The tour continued onward to our very own Pine Knob in Clarkston, Thursday, August 13. I think we'll save the setlist details for our big roundtable discussion, whenever that is. Instead, let's get into the drama that preceded our trek to Clarkston. First was the fact that Greg had bought Schmo's ticket, and no one was sure where Greg might have left that ticket. You might be able to make this out in this recording from our attempts at podcasting two weeks ago. Have you checked his Facebook? I check it, and I, I checked. I did check it like two days ago. I try to read it every morning. <laughs> it makes me a nicer person. What? I work harder at being nice to my family because of that. I swear to God. Yeah. Oh, oh, reading what? Even my wife said Craig's Facebook. Oh, see, I don't, I don't oh, people post on that. Yep. <laughs> I mean, like crazy. How many hits do we have on the? Nothing but monkeys now. It's over 200. And he just yeah. became friends with a new person. I'm not sure how that works, but... Well, his wife has the account. Oh, she does have the account? Yeah, because his sister wrote a message on the as well. I Everybody can post on their wall. People have become friends with him. Well, the thing is, if I invite you, I recommend you for somebody, it automatically makes them as, uh, like, for example, I just became friends with somebody that I don't even know, and it was just because my wife saw they went to my school and she recommended and then, but you had to click oh, OK, right? Man. No, I never wow. had to click OK. No. That's a big jump. I thought it would drop once I put it on Facebook. No, it's People are still crazy. going to it. 331. So anyway, they were drinking and drinking. And then in the backyard, it was the Valdez's, and I was hanging around with both, and it was good, and she was 
they were, you know, laughing and talking about stuff, so it was good. But then on Monday, she looked like a zombie. She just looked hell and shit. And a lot of people over there, everybody's going through papers and stuff, and I went and cleared his computer as best as I could. I was there for hours. I mean, I just had to get home. And, uh, oh, trying to find his Buffett tickets. <laughs> trying to find his Buffett tickets. Just stay tuned, and you don't have Buffett tickets yet, right? You don't know where his two Buffett tickets are. And so I walked around his house, and if I were Greg, where would I put these? And I, I swear he's told me, we've talked about how, where we put our discs. And the only, I didn't, I didn't yeah, maybe, I didn't rummage. Because you know what, he would have shown it to people to brag, to say, look, I'm going to see Buffett. We found his receipt, and I got it in the car right now, I haven't called, I'm going to call Usually with that receipt, you just have to go to the door and bring that receipt and the credit card that it was put up. No, I was going to call them and say, look, this is the situation, I have this receipt, what can we do? Because she went, you know, she wants someone to go to it. Thank you. You know, she, Kathy just wants someone to enjoy the show. Yeah. Oh, I figured she would go. Yeah, I had a bunch of... I was going to give her that option, though, still. What's that? talking to three different people at the same time. You and Scott <laughs> on the phone. Multitasking. Yeah, do I really want that ticket? I'd be uncomfortable with that ticket a little bit. Well, in a way, it's... Greg would not want that to go to waste. Yeah, exactly. There's no way. I would assume he would mind if I went. He would never want it to go to waste. Would be then, the day before the concert, Schmo found out he would not get the day off, even though he'd planned this months ago. Here's a recording off my cell phone from when we tried to podcast one week ago. Do you have a special message for our listeners? <laughs> go, go blue. What are we? <laughs> what is this? It's not broadcasting. It's just recording. So. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm ready for Buffett Day. Not really, because I can't take vacation. His boss sucks. Yeah, yeah, my my boss sucks. Twenty years of never being denied vacation. Please elaborate. Yeah, now I have to go to Buffett the old-fashioned way after work. So yes, I I. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just, I don't know much, why. How much memory do you have? Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, now, I, now I'm choking. I had vacation months ago. There seems to be perception I take too much, which is wrong. I know, because I take one day at a time. So I have every day has a different notice. So I have many vacation notices. They're all for one day. And uh, I got screwed for the first time in 20 years. <laughs> Not in a good way. <laughs> The lows. And I have to get up apparently the next morning and after Buffett and go to work. And work on the weekend. Just to throw salt in the wound. So I don't know. Does that answer the question? No. <laughs> it just sucks. Now everybody's going to party at my house and I'm not going to be there. <laughs> As it turned out, Schmo got a printout of Greg's ticket and was able to work part of the day from home. Some of those developments, along with our visit with Greg, are included in my big tailgate video posted on the show notes blog at wastingaway.net. And to carry on the tradition, here's our post-show wrap-up recorded in the Pine Knob parking lot following the concert. But before that, here's Mike's mini-review recorded midway during the intermission off my cell phone. Oh, son of a bitch, it's recording now. Repeat everything you said. 
I enjoyed the first half. I I, uh, I thought it, was, it really set the, uh, the the atmosphere was really great. Um, even though you know all the songs that are coming, having listened to the previous uh, concerts, still just being here really makes the difference. Good times, good times. Minutes away from the second half. Alrighty, so of course, he's like, better, I'm sure he towers so over everybody better anyway. Seats than, uh, so what's the story? You have to repeat that. Okay. So far, in my last three years of Buffett, I've had better seats than Steve Mariucci, Bill Lambeer, and Shane Battier. And why do you say that? Because as I was leaving, I saw them behind me. <laughs> Where were you? In row O, even though I only paid $50 for lawn. So how'd you get there? Or is that Joe's story? Yeah, Joe's got to tell that story. Okay, Joe Madge. Joe Madge, you have a story to tell us. Now? Yes. Are you ready? Or do you need to swallow? Well, chapter 13 of my book about how to get tickets at a cheap rate. <laughs> Scott Pystrack is going to co-author this particular chapter. Yeah, we decided we're, we're good as a team. Exactly. We, 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 you have to realize it. it, is, it the th our theory of, is a bird in hand better than a bird in a bush? No. That's what chapter 13 is going to start with. We had lawn seats, and it was absolutely absurd sitting there. We could not hear. The sound was awful. We were miserable. I was miserable. I was, I was probably one song away from coming out here to the park. Yes, yes. It was bad. Wow. This is at intermission. Intermission. Wow. Intermission hit, and I was like, the show was crap. I'm leaving. I mean, that's. I was this close. And you were on the lawn. I was on the lawn. Horrible. Why was it? Why was it bad? You're up the angle, and the sound was so bad. I walked down. The speaker. Scott walked right. You could hear down low. I was trying to figure if I could sneak my way into him. Take it back. The speaker in front of us was not working at all. Now I know I can't hear, but even Joe said. The left speaker for somebody that's new to the shows, that's horrible. For the lawn. So it was and, quiet? Yeah, it was and nobody was paying attention. Nobody. Well, that's the lawn. Everybody was talking, wanted to carry on conversations with me. That's the lawn. Everybody. You know, this chick behind me was like whistling in my ear. Do you mind? No, I really like it when you blow that, you know, this annoying piercing whistle in my ear. I mean, it was just... She had a whistle? No. Or just her just mouth? Her <laughs> fingers. Actually, the people behind us had a, had a regular whistle. It was, only used it a couple no, times. There was a guy behind me that was the loudest man ever. It, it was <laughs> awful. He was unbelievably loud. Yeah. No, no man I was miserable. I, I didn't know if it was destiny. I swear to God, in my head I said, you know, I shouldn't have taken this ticket. I said, this is like, I shouldn't have a good time at this concert. I, I didn't know if it was some karma. Okay, she was cute. She goes, how old am I? And Scott, she goes, can I stand in front of you? And she said to no, Scott, wait, say my line, the line that got her into us. Absolutely, you can like, well, what, what, what did you say, I'm Scott? Like, I'm like, you can, I was, my leg, I was sitting on the railing, and my leg was my outside, leg. like on the pole. And I said, well, you can have this spot only if you rub my leg. Because <laughs> my leg was like, because she kind of grabbed my knee, like to grab the pole. So she asked Scott, how old do you think I am? And he said, what, 28? And I go, 26. And she really looked at because I'm 40. So we got So we start bullshitting and Scott goes to me, Joe, you talk to everybody, you know, and that's just my thing. I talked to well, we were convincing and then I, I kind of leaned over. I think I mentioned it first, I go, she goes, I have lawn seats and I have a pavilion. And I'm like, then when she kind of turned away, I go, we should try to get her tickets. So Scott immediately, you know, said, you know, hey, can we have your seats? You know, because we want to get the hell out of there. It was horrible. 
one thing leads to another. It took about 10 minutes of buttering up, and then we moved in for the kill on the other girl who was sucking face with like a 26-year-old guy, literally. And she's got a 15 and a 14-year-old daughter. We heard the whole story. Then we had the two Joe just went. I mean, you couldn't have timed it. It was like a scripted That's movie. Right. You gotta wait for the moment. Her, I mean, they just got done unlocking lips. That's like he just—they just, just got done unlocking lips. Joe goes in there, and you know, she—I think she was still reeling from you know her 26-year-old tongue that she just got. And he goes in, and he's like, "Hey, so you're the one with the tickets?" And she's like, "Yeah, my company gave me the tickets." And she like pulls them out of her back pocket. He's like, "Hey, why don't you give us the tickets? You guys are good. You want—you don't want to leave this guy. You, you like you like this guy. You don't want to leave this guy." The guy had a mud hen's hand on. So what? I mean, come on. I practiced. Come on. And the guy was going like, "Whoa!" And I played, the buttered him up. But right when we got the tickets, we're running down, and Scott goes, "Go, Joe!" Because the guy was going, "Hey, man, you have great tickets." You know, and the girl had told me before it was like about 15th row, so I knew they were really good. It saved the show for us. We saw about seven or eight or nine of the last songs. That's all we oh, saw back. Awesome. We were down there, yeah. It was nice. It really was a pain sitting up there. I thought it sounded good, but I'm glad I'm inside. No, it sounded great once I could actually hear it. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I've been out the lawn and it sounded worse. I couldn't understand. We were center stage. Whenever there was dialogue, we were right behind, the, we we were right behind no everything. The, the soundboard, the cameras. The only people we could hear were the idiot drunks in front of us. Not one of them wow, was paying attention. Not no, a single one of them. No, you know what? That's why I don't like long. When we went down to the, that, oh, those people knew the songs and they were singing and nobody was obnoxious. And it was just bad. Oh, I was miserable. Because <laughs> we were talking about how I was never so was. miserable at a buffet. I was never so miserable at any concert. That sucks. We had our own little corner seats. Yeah, we had like these weird aisle seats in this. And the eye was real short. We had a little nook. This this is know. the best part, well, Joe. We were near the top. Joe, you didn't even realize this. So, my mom's birthday is Jan. My mom and my son's birthday is January 26. Okay, they're born on the same day, 26. My daughter is born on June 26. My parents' anniversary. Is June 26. So whenever I play roulette, 12, I play 26. That's where I win. She hands me seat 26. I knew right then and there that that was like the night change. That, that, that was the bad karma I thought from taking Greg, you know, from buying Greg's ticket to. Ah, Greg wants me to be happy. You have a good karma. Yep. Turned it around. That was so cool. That, that just made my day. Like I said, like, we walked down, and the handicap seat was right behind us. The first one up the corner, so we had these two seats on the aisle, kind of, but then it was more like a little vestibule oh, area, yeah, like a patio. Yeah. And then we could just kind of move over there a little bit. We put our drinks behind us through the railing to this handicap guy and a girl sat behind us. They seemed to, I guess, they let him sit there, so they must have been handicapped in some manner. But then I left the bathroom and came back. She had kicked in the drinking problem. Patty had been kicked in the. Yeah, they did have some kind of. We were Scott, drummer, I got their pace. We were like 15 rows back. Through the railings and laying on our seats. Totally out. I had to get. That's all I got. Yeah, sitting there. I got this sheet already. Yeah, we were right by the screen on the left. Yeah, it was wild. So they came and they had like had to wake him up. He was like dreaming good dreams or something. I don't know. But 
Otherwise, it was very comfortable. We had to get up for a million people. I mean, we're closer. We're, the we're show. closer than them. We defeated them. <laughs> Joe, I'm angry. Take this down, Joe. Oh, you're closer than them? Chapter 14. <laughs> a bird in the hand. Is it better than a bird in the bush? Oh, no. I no. think not. And then he goes, then I go like this, this guy. Not. I go, upon entering said <laughs> arena, is the battle over? I say no. It has only just begun. All I know is when the he battle started was when the guy that looked like he needed to be in Miami and have a submachine gun on his roof and Doug knocked his girlfriend over. Oh, oh shit. It was a bad situation. that's how I roll. Right. What happened? You knocked her ass over? What? What it happened was, then? It was only Finn to the to the right. <laughs> he knocked her she over. She went right, he went left. You guys doing the fitness, you know? It was a bad situation. What, what, what happened? But you know what? Uh, we tried to make friends. Oh, he got mad at you? He was pissed. Really? He just got one to throw down. We're like, listen, dude, chill out, calm down, or we're going to get ugly. You're going to see two freaking drunk idiots get pissed. What, he, he was mad at you? Yeah. He's had his hair all slicked back. And like, Fuck, it was totally Madonna and his girlfriend. I told him a thing. Oh, great. Now we're going to get whacked. Right. See? Mickey, are you taking this down? Yes. It's been a wild night here at DT Energy Theater. No, or Pine Knob. Pine Knob, Pine Knob. Yeah. So what do you think about the uh, set list? What, do you, what you can recover on the set list? I haven't been listening to Radio Margarita lately, but it seemed normal. Except, hey, is that one song, was that an overall premiere? I haven't... No. He had the one side. No, I hadn't heard before. I, I liked it. That's the one that we were talking about where I said it sounded like the Rock Fi Rockford Files theme song. Oh, maybe I have. <coughs> it's right at the beginning of it. Yeah. Thanks for paying attention. Oh, I really appreciate it. And then I like that he said, uh, except for Ford. Yeah. <laughs> we got a kick out of that. It's like way, way to uh, like backtrack on what you've been saying for the last yeah. three months. Didn't he just say except for Ford? And then uh, Mike texted me, except for Ford. Oh, he did text you? Yeah. Wow, that was fast. And then I bitched about my boss. <laughs> and he said, I knew you would do that. <laughs> I would have bet. I don't know that I would have not stopped betting. I so what do you think, Patty? I said 26, you said 28. That's it? And That's I was going it. High it's always good. Nothing stands out. He was very grateful this year. He kept thanking the crowd, and did you see he was giving autographs? He doesn't usually do that. I don't know that I would tell that to Mickey. So, Mickey. so uh, nothing else to add. New songs. I like the yellow summary. You did like it? Mm -hmm. I liked how they all were playing the guitar together. I like that. We left out part of the story. So, three songs into our great row O. Seat 26 and 27 seats. All of a sudden, Joe keeps tapping me. And like, I think I'm looking on the screen, like, we're on the screen. Or something. Like, he keeps tapping me. I'm like, why in the hell is he tapping me? I look over, finally, I look over. He's got a big grin on his face. I look to the right. The girl comes back down. And she's all, she's pointing. She's pointing. Next thing you know, like, two security guards. Bitch slapped her out of her own seat. Were you guys at the finish, bro? No, and I go like this to, to Scott. I go, I was laughing because I look, I kept nudging, and I go, that's a lesson for you people out there. <laughs> Mess with the bull, you're going to get the horns. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Hey, she wanted to be with her friends. As my brother shows me his credit card one time, membership has its privileges. 62, right? 
63 this year, right? He's going to be 63. So that means he's 62 now. He was kicking butt. And he was just happy but, you know, and vibrant, you know what I mean? That was one thing she no we noticed right away. It struck me. He looked older. He was a little hunched? All of a sudden, yeah, he was a little, little hunched. No, I see. I mean, he still did okay, but he did, he looked, you know, he was, his back was a little hunched. It ugly, too. <coughs> I, it, it was noticeable. It's all we were I commenting knew. on John Lovell looked old. Head's all shaved. Yeah, his head shaved, and his beard is all gray. His stubble is all gray. Oh, no! Uh, wasn't a big fan of Yellow Submarine. Nah, that one could go away. It made me nervous that he... It sounded better I, live than I heard it all during Yeah, I thought he was going to end with it, and I was like, oh, no way. Dude. That would be a That's horrible, a great song, horrible but it's the Beatles, too, and it's like the people didn't rock as much. It should have rocked the house. Uh, you know, I don't know. It's okay. It's a good song. You know? Yeah, but Joe realizes that half these people didn't know that, you know, they don't know the Beatles. I mean... Who's me now? Yeah. Paul McCartney was in something before the wings. Half of them don't even know the wings. I mean. And ready, this weather I'm is ready for Denny's. Anybody else? This is nice. Yeah. Starting to so feel nice. that. Uh, I am hungry. One o'clock like lunch is starting to. Uh, I think we could order a pizza from here. <laughs> <laughs> I got tomatoes on my phone. Back to the cantina. Okay, you guys have just so many buffaloes. How would you rate this in the pantheon? I'm about to start reading those chips. It sounds like ooh chips. What'd you say? What, is it was it a mediocre show, a solid show, that a was decent a solid show? That's a solid show. That was definitely a solid. It show. It wasn't one of the best you've seen. We've seen better, but this is real, this is good. This is good. I haven't been to many concerts in my life. Container of sauce. I've never been like wow, never now. open. So I gotta say, this is probably the best concert I've ever been to. This is your first Buffett concert? This is I'm definitely a virgin too. Yeah. The only concert I've ever been better to was U2. It was like a religious experience. The Joshua There's no tree. comparison between Buffett God, and you. You are the man. They're completely different. Yeah. I mean, I'm it like is. That. So for me, and now the, the recording is going to be full of munchies. If you were with me, you would have had fun. fun. Oh with this one guy. Always <laughs> funny. Where'd you get bad seats? Did you get bad seats? No, he had, no it was good this one dude from Youngstown. He was all fucked up. He fell and hit himself. He hit him. He hit his he face on the guardrail. And and That's not a good and thing. And totally face planted right into the metal railing. Did he chip his tooth? I don't know. I mean, he did it twice. Oh, God. <laughs> it was awesome. That's not a real good thing, exactly. There's your experience up here. Uh-oh. It's all fun and games till uh, oh, four. Somebody got to oh. out. I don't know. I wasted You didn't waste the chip. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> oh, he picked it up! It was after he five seconds. Yeah, exactly. We're walking in, and we're walking along the edge between the um, the little causeway that goes between the pavilion and the lawn, and some dude dropped a piece of pizza. Oh, yeah, that shit was so He picked it up, and he ate it. He picked it up, and he ate it. He ate it. We were high-fiving. We're like, oh, my God. He picked it up, and he goes, here, baby. Because he had, like, he had, like, he had, like, pizza sauce all over his face. And he, like, picks it up, and he's, like, tapping his girlfriend on the shoulder, and he looks at me, and I'm, like, looking at him, like, he let her, and he just laughs, and he hands it to her. Oh, my God. And she started eating it. Funny. It was awesome, dude. Wow. It was so funny. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. We were during the show and she 
She said, I'm at aisle five, we have good seats. I'm like, are you in the pavilion? Because I thought she was on the lawn. Then she, then I don't know, I have like five conversations going on. HUD, everything, you know. So I just get one from her that says yard. Then I couldn't stand, I'm like, yard, what does yard mean? From the kids, something like this. It's a kids thing. She, I think, and then I, it hit me later when she did an LOL back. She, instead of calling it lawn, she called it yard. Ha ha ha. It's like an Alabama thing. I got out. I was actually, I was in Okinawa, Japan. Uh oh. Just like she said, we're leaving at 10. She goes to PSF, like, what time are you leaving tomorrow? 10. What's 10? I was already out of the Marine Corps, and I feel so bad. I was sitting in my barracks, playing pool, waiting for field day to happen. But you have all our friends make fun, so it just fits right in. Sign back up now. You're gonna get called in. You gotta take that in. What? Sign back in now. No, I didn't take it in. I was in the van. Nah, I'm not gonna take this in. You weren't able to do whatever. Exactly. Especially where we were sitting. I never would have been able to take it. We had security people right in front of us. In fact, they kept grabbing all the beach balls and stabbing them. Yeah, the one woman was the beach ball slayer. Every time a beach ball would come to her, she'd just... She'd take it. You know, you guys are going to give me crap, but I remember that when I was in the front row, too. It's just a beach ball. She had the pen, she had the pen right in her little V-neck, and she... Poof! <laughs> you had a girl. We had a lady at Michigan Games used to do that. Just and then, whenever they came by, she was like, like she would, After a while, she started slaughtering it. It would be like. <laughs> I don't think they should down. kill them. Just let the air out of them. Well, and the sex of poor the children of the world do need beach ball. <laughs> there were beach ball carcasses all over the floor. It was terrible. It was horrible. There are people in Africa without beach, beach ball. Air was spilled out everywhere. <laughs> it was making me ill. I was getting, I couldn't handle it anymore. Kids in India Stop don't it, have beach balls. And yet there we go, just poking them with a pen, killing them. It's just a beach ball. But she was like a beach ball magnet, because everyone came to her. <laughs> and we were in line before the show. Right. By the way, since we went in this way, they went to the right and went around the lawn on the right, even though we sat on the left. Yeah. And then there was no line for her in the bathroom. Yes, because I had to go very badly. Hooray! Then we got waters. And we're in line to get the water. And the one, and the one woman, two women are like on a cell phone. She's on. She's talking to people. We're we're by the beach balls. <laughs> we're by the beach balls. balls. And I look back. The whole lawn is popping with beach balls. <laughs> She's serious. Yeah, we're by the beach balls. See the beach balls? Right near the people. Yeah, <laughs> we're up by the people. Where the people are. We're by the motor home. Oh God! I need a nap. They would fight too bad. Amazing how fast the day has been by. Nope, we're in the parking lot. Where are you? Oh, you like it? Motor homes everywhere. What are you talking about? I know why you like. Yeah. When I get home, I will log on. Okay, we all have good experiences. Yeah, she just quit. Going back to finish her bed. Kim was in row U. And the guy she behind them curled all over her and her boyfriend. Oh, no. Oh, see, I would hurt somebody. And this was her first COVID concert. Oh, that joke. Was she on a lawn or She was a view. A view, that's right. 
I would have to hurt somebody. Yes, that's, that's, that's that's How does an adult even do that? Like, you can't. She said she saw him, like, in the corner of her eye, like she was standing, and she turned her head, and she saw him, like, start to make the, the move. So she grabbed her boyfriend, who was sitting. He stood up, thank God, otherwise it would have on him. And then it projectiled at the yeah. Amateur. Yeah. So she said she spent some of the time so in the cleaning it out of her hair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd be so pissed. But she said besides that, she was impressed and she said she's going to have to go. I've been in four for 20 years. I don't ask for a reason. She'll wear a rainbow. That's life on the North Coast. Wasting 